הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שתוכנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש משה בארצמה, ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומלכו חוכמה, רבנו נחנו פגן נא נחנו נחמן נחנו נאומן זה חותם תגן עלינו ועל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, you are starting תורה סמך ג' סוד כוונת המילה, the secret meditations behind circumcising the foreskin, behind the circumcision. אוקיי, רבנו starts off the lesson. כי ברית נקרא בלשון תרגום אמה. What we call the ברית, the covenant, is called in Aramaic אמה. It's called אמה. וכמו שמוזכר בלשון זה בגמרא, and this is how it's referred to in the גמרא. והוא בחינת, as we see in גמרא שבת, קח עמוד ב' over there, you see the example over there. We don't call it ברית, we call it אמה. והוא בחינת אמה בת שישה טפחים. And this is in אמה. We know Amah is a reference to the Brit, as we just saw. But Amah is also a measurement, which is six hand's breaths. Hand breath, uh, hand breath. If you take six fists, you create an Amah. Of which the Brit is comprised. The Brit is comprised of six hand, hand, hand breaths as well. Um, so we know that the, the Amah is six hand breaths, hand breaths um, which is in the Gemara. Erovin, Gimel Amut Bet, over there. And the Brit is comprised of these six Tfachim. This is what it's in Yeshaya. The Tfachim, these types of angels stood around him, stood around God. Each one had six wings. Each of these Tfachim had six wings. So we see the concept of six that surrounds Hashem. Six wings. This represents these six hand breaths. And they are divided into three. And this concept of the six hand breaths, the six fachim, the six wings is divided into three. So um, three trip, uh, three um, doubles. We see the schafim, um, had each one of them had uh, six wings. Two, with each saraf, each of one of these angels, with two it covered its face, as we see over there in Yeshaya. With two it covered its legs, and with two it would fly. So what, what do we see? With two wings it would cover its face. What's the face? The face represents and struck him on his face. We see the language of tefach over there with regard to panav face. This two that would cover the face of the these two wings that would cover the face of the angel represents the two tefachim. Which two tefachim? Which two handbreaths? The two handbreaths, handbreaths which says about the brit kodesh. It says about the brit that it would, with one tefach it's revealed and one tefach it's concealed. With one handbreath it's revealed. And one hundred is concealed. And the two with which the saraf would the two wings with which the saraf would cover its legs are the two tafachim um, that have to do with the feet, as we see in the Babakama. Um, he struck him on his um, his shoe. This represents also two tefachim of the of the brit. The revealing of one hand breath and the concealing of one hand breath. And with the two, it would fly. With the two wings that this saraf would fly, 
This is the aspect of the ofo, the birds, which were created from mud. As it says in Gemara Chulin, ofo comes from the ofef to fly. These two birds, but cannot tofer al menat leatpiach. As it says in Gemara Yoma, the language of tefach over there, twice over here we see the language of tefach. But cannot tofer al menat leatpiach, moist enough in condi- in condition in order to moisten. It was moist enough in order to moisten something else. So we see this concept of two tefachs over there. Tofer and lehatpiach. Being moist enough and being able to moisten. To bring moisture to something else. Okay. So we see six tefachs over here. All of these six, six tefachim hand breaths are all encompassed and placed within the Brit Kodesh. Because these six Tfachim that we just mentioned are the aspect or represent the six days with which God created the heavens and the earth. Behold, you have made my days as handbreaths, as it's in Tehrim. So we see the days, the six days which Hashem created the world, the concept of Tfachim, as we see in the verse. I said God created the world in six days. For six days God created the world and on the seventh day he rested. So we see six is the concept of the, of the days. Sheshet tamim, which represents the six, which represents the tfachot, the days which represent hand breaths over there. So the days we're referencing here are the six days of creation. Meaning what? That all the six days, which represents the six hand breaths, are all encompassed within the seventh day, which is what? Shabbat. Which represents Shabbat. And Shabbat represents the Brit, the covenant. It says in Tehilim Brit Olam Beni Uven Beni Israel. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It says in the Torah, Shemot, I believe. Uh, chapter 31. Brit Olam Beni Uven Beni Israel. It will be a covenant forever between me and the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. It's a covenant forever. And this is the aspect of Bereshit, which is what? Barashi, that we know in Tikkun Yud Aleph of the Zohar, uh, Tikkun Zohar. Bereshit is from the word Barashit. He created Shit 6. Meaning, these are the six days. The six handbreadths we talked about above, which are all encompassed within the Brit Olam, which, which is Shabbat Kodesh. What is the covenant forever between me and the, the people of Israel? This is a reference to Shabbat. But what is Brit? It's a reference to the covenant, obviously. It's the same word. That's what it means, the covenant of the world, referencing the Brit Kodesh as well. Rabbi is teaching us here. So he created six, meaning he created the concept of the six days, the six Tzvachim, which are all placed and encompassed within the Brit Kodesh, which is the seventh day, which is Shabbat. And this is what it says in Tikkun as well, Tikkun given on Daf Yudchet, on Daf Yudchet. It says Bereshit, it's on the word Brit Esh, covenant of fire. Meaning this, the covenant, which is comprised of the six days. Shishat Tzvachim. Which represents the six handbreadths, shesh can find the six wings. This represents the covenant of fire. Why for Brit Esh, covenant of fire? What's fire also? The Shafim, the angels which were on fire, the Shafim are fiery angels, which had what? Six wings. And those six wings represent the six handbreadths. Because fire also has six um, capacities, six strengths. 
And it's also known to the scientists, those who analyze, that there are six capacities within fire. Hainu, one. The first one is matich, to soften. Umakbi, to harden. Mevashel, to cook. Vesoref, to burn. Mashchir, to blacken. Malbin, and to widen. The same is true of a bird which has six strengths. Because through flying, it disappears and it's revealed. It's far and it's close and it's above or below, etc. over there. So we see the bird represents fire as well. And the tzaddik, which he, he is the concept of the brit. He is the aspect of the covenant. It says that tzaddik is the, the foundation of the world. And no, yes, so there's obviously a reference to the Brit. Olam, we also saw the language Brit Olam. It's obviously here, we can see many references that the tzaddik is referenced to the Brit. So the tzaddik also is encompassed of these six tzaddikim. Uh, and these six tzaddikim are divided into three aspects of two each. Meaning each of these three divisions, meaning each of these doubles, is the aspect of revealing a tefach and concealing a tefach, as we saw. It represents revealing a tefach, concealing a tefach, with regard to himself. The tzaddik represents this. And this is what it says, with two he covered his face. With, this, with two they covered their face with regard to the angels over there, but also with regard to the tzaddik. And the same is true, meaning the tzaddik himself has the aspect of concealing and revealing a tefach with regard to himself. He's also he's also re revealing a tefach and concealing a tefach with regard to the world. This is the aspect of what it says about the tzachafim, that with two wings they would cover their legs. This is the two tefachs that have to do with the tzaddik in comparison to the world. And also the tzaddik is the concept of revealing and concealing a tefach with regard to Hashem. This is the concept of with two, the tzachim will fly. Sometimes the tzaddik is with regard to the world, the concept of revelation, for he reveals and brings himself close to the world. Close to people. Sometimes in the aspect of concealment, that he conceals himself and hides himself from the world, and he makes himself very distant from them. And it's not enough. It's not only that he distances himself, and he elevates himself, and that they're not able to come close to him. Not only that, he distances himself so far sometimes that the world begins to question him and to doubt the tzaddik. Until literally the minds of the, the mind of the people of the world become twisted and confused because he is so far from them. And it's very difficult. And basically, sorry, that um, they begin to ask very difficult questions and they begin to wonder about him. This is the concept of concealing a tefach with regard to the tzaddik. This is with the, with the two wings. They would cover their legs. What do the legs have to do? <clears throat> Raglin, legs, is a language or expression of hamshacha, drawing, attraction. 
כמו שכתוב לצאת וכל העם אשר ברגליך, all the nation that was at your feet, ההולכים אחר הצעתך, meaning what does it mean at your feet that were walking after your advice? So we see feet is a reference to people being attracted to your advice. הנו שבהמשכה שממשיך העולם אליו, שממשיך העולם אליו ובכן המגלה טפח ומחסד וכולי כנן. Meaning this attraction that the tzaddik attracts the world to him is the aspect of revealing a tefach and concealing a tefach. Because, because since the mind of the tzaddik itself is impossible to receive from it, it's too high. The mind of the tzaddik needs to conceal itself and to enclose itself within small, world, uh, small words so that the, he can reveal to the world and so that the world can receive, receive from him. This is the aspect of revealing a handbreadth and concealing it. That the fact that he conceals and he disguises himself is in fact a revelation. That through this he's actually revealing himself to them. Because without this, it would be impossible for him to be revealed. And sometimes it's the aspect of concealing literally. That he's literally concealed and hidden from them. And he is distant. And... Um, He's beyond them, he's a pillar for them, he's a wonder to them. And with regard to Hashem, the tzaddik also needs to be in the aspect of concealment and revelation. Because he needs to attach himself and to draw himself close to Hashem. As if to say that God himself is revealed and, and brought close to the tzaddik. But look at this principle Rabbanu teaches us. And we saw this in Lesson 6, which is one of the most important fun, fundamental ideas with regard to tshuva. Rabbanu says a person can't do tshuva without this mentality. But the more, but the more the tzaddik comes close to Hashem, he needs to become more distant. The closer he gets, the more he needs to know how far he is from Hashem. That's the beauty. What is true closeness to Hashem when you realize how big Hashem is and how small you are? Which means how distant you are from Hashem. Because if you think and it seems to you and your mind that you've already come close to Hashem and you know in the knowledge of God, this is a sign that you know nothing at all. Because if he knew a little bit of Hashem, he would know that he is very far from Him. Because Rabbeinu teaches us one of the most amazing things, that the closer the tzaddik gets to Hashem Itbarach, and the more he knows, the more he knows how far he is, and the fact that he actually doesn't know anything at all. <laughs> and this matter that we're talking about here is impossible to describe with the mouth, to explain with the mouth, to speak about, to explain this concept. For the greatness of the Creator has no measurement at all. It's unlimited. This is what it says in, 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 sorry, in Yeshaya. Hello to the one that's far and near. Meaning, the aspect of revealing a tefach, concealing a tefach, meaning the closer one gets, the further he is. And this is the concept of with two birds, with two wings, the sarah flies. What does it mean, yofef? To fly? 
what is it ketagumon? What's the translation in Unkarus in Aramaic? Meshamesh. Would serve. Flying is serving. This is the concept of revealing a tefach and concealing a tefach with regard to shimush of service of Hashem. That he conceals and reveals when he serves and he does this shimush of Hashem. And with two um, wings, the angel covers his face. This is with regard to the revelation and the concealment of a tefach that the tzaddik has with regard to himself. For face actually comes from the language of kas, anger. As it says in Shemot, My face will pass, meaning my anger will pass. As referenced over there, Look in the brachot. Look in one brachot. Dav zayin amud bet. Panay elechu. My face will pass. Um, my presence will pass. Sorry. <clears throat> so we see this concept of the anger here. And panim is also an expression of ratzon, desire, or will. And the providence of Hashem, as it says over there, that may Hashem illuminate His face towards you. So we see the concept of God's face here is a concept of illumination, hashkacha, and and ratzon, favor. That tzaddik sometimes receives upon himself suffering um, on behalf of the world. And this is like an exchange. That he exchanges with Hashem this this shefa that he receives, this hashkacha, this hash, sorry, this shefa that Hashem sends down, this hashkacha, this providence that Hashem gives. You know that basically the tzaddik doesn't want this shefa. He doesn't want Hashem's providence. And he covers his face from this hashkacha. Um, and actually receives suffering. Because instead of receiving shefa like money or shefa in the world um, of Gashmiut, the tzaddik sometimes turns away his face from the shefa and his hashkacha, and he wants to receive hashkacha that is the completely spiritual. And this shefa goes elsewhere. It's dispersed among the world. And this is the aspect of revealing a tefach, concealing a tefach. That sometimes he reveals the countenance of favor of Hashem and divine providence and sometimes he conceals oh, and sorry it's all one he reveals the countenance of favor and providence and conceals the uh, face of anger this is one aspect sometimes he completely conceals the, the God's countenance of favor and ashkacha in order to accept suffering and the showbread panim, which is also a concept of the, the face the countenance this represents the covenant. As in Vayikra, on the day of Shabbat, he shall arrange them before Hashem. Brit Olam, the covenant of the world. And it says about the Lechem Panim, and you shall create for this bread a frame one tefach wide. So we see the concept of tefach with regard to the Panim again. This is why the aspect which receives these six handbreadths is called mitpachat. 
as it says, Kemosh Katuv, Havim Mitpachat, bring a shawl, a mitpachat. This thing which reveals a sixth hand breath, which is a reference to the Brit we talked about, is considered a mitpachat, a shawl, Kizeria Bekashata. For this was her request, as it's brought in Megillat Ruth. Kemosh Katuv, Farasta Kanafacha Ramatecha. Spread your garment over your handmaid. That Ruth was actually requesting these wings that we're talking about, which represent these six handbreaths. Ruth wanted to attain these six handbreaths. This is why she said, Bring the mitpacha, the shawl, and he measured for her um, six measures of barley. What are the six measures of barley? This represents the six handbreaths. Shesh can find the six wings for Ruth to attain them. Whenever she got measured, these six uh, measures of barley. And there's a snake. And there's an ant within the mouth of the snake. This ant certainly has no rest in the mouth of the snake. For the fact that it's in the mouth of a snake. And sometimes the snake walks and sometimes it flies in a sense. What's the, di- the difference? Between walking and flying. What's Afifa, this concept of flying? That it's able to, to fly, to, this, to like jump in the air over a large area in one moment. But with crawling, with walking, it goes slowly, slowly in the way a person, or in the way someone normally walks. Slow progression it's a heavy movement when someone walks but flying is something that is generally covers a large area in one moment all the bad words that people speak especially when they're directed against great tzaddikim with this they call with these words these bad words especially against the great tzaddikim they cause Wings, they create wings to this snake so that it's able to fly. Because we know that the concept of the snake, it has its wing taken away until this person speaks bad things. Because through holy words, we're able to create holy wings. The winged creature shall speak the word. This is the holy creature we're talking about. And this is the concept of speech. We create kenafaim to this creature. We create wings to this creature through spe- holy speech. But with these evil words we're talking about, you create wings to the snake, the serpent. And these six wings that are created to the serpent, of course, or stand opposite the holiness of the six wings of the holy angels. For speech exits from the lungs. The lobes of the lungs. This is why the lobes of the lungs. This is where speech is emitted from. So what happens if speech comes from then you have to create which is the concept of the play, of, play on the words the wings. One creates wings to the snake. For speech which comes out from the six rings of the trachea stand opposite the six wings of holiness. This snake, what did the snake represent? These evil wise men. Those people who delve into philosophy and atheism. 
with regard to these evil wise men. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they don't know. That they are literally only wise because of evil. Only for the purpose of evil. That if they wanted to use this wisdom to, to do a good service for good, they, were not, they would not be able to. This is the content of the serpent. For the serpent of the Tzadim Bereshit, the snake, the primordial snake, was cunning Hayarum. He was cunning Mikol Chayot from all the beasts of the field. He was the most wise. And evil wisdom. And through these bad speech that we speak in general, negative speech, bad speech, but specifically when it, attach, when it attacks the Tzadikim, we create wings to these evil wise men, which represent a snake, that are able to jump in the air and to fly. What do they mean that they're able to fly? They basically spread, oh, they spread their wisdoms, their atheism, and make that atheism fly across the world. And this damages the world greatly. And also with their analysis, they are able to fly about and to jump just like one who has a um, a, a flying intellect, an intellect that's able to, to jump in the air and to do lots of um, crazy analysis. Meaning that their sechel it travels, it flies at a great speed. And their wisdom is very accessible to them. That they're able to channel tremendous evil wisdom. But if the snake has no wings, meaning that these people that we do not speak, meaning that it doesn't receive these bad words, that we don't speak these bad words, as in then the snake can only walk. Then these chachamim of evil are not able to do any analysis, only to analyze for themselves. And their wisdom doesn't spread across the world. That their wisdom doesn't fly and spread across um, the entire world. And that their wisdom not able to damage the world. Only those that are close to these philosophers, meaning their friends, their students, but those far from them, they're not able to damage. Only in the concept of flying is this um, wisdom able to damage people who are not even close to these philosophers. Just like one who's walking, that when he walks, he's only able to quietly, to quickly, sorry, to quickly reach some faraway place. Um, meaning, sorry, he's, he's not able, he's not able to reach uh, this faraway place very quickly, just like a person, not like a person who's flying. Because if a person's flying, he's able to reach a very faraway place very quickly. And if we don't give the snake any wings, then it's certain that between them and themselves, these philosophers, that their wisdom doesn't fly, meaning that the gates of wisdom aren't opened up to them, and their wisdoms are not able to move swiftly and to fly. Their wisdom, their analysis is only, to able, is only able to go slowly, slowly, just like the one who's walking. And also the fact that they damage others with their wisdom is only the aspect of halicha going. 
that their wisdom is not able to enter and to fly within the, the depth of the hearts and the minds of these people that they are near. It only attaches the mind a little bit. But it doesn't enter the minds of these people and their hearts. Uh, very deeply. But when the snake has wings from these evil words that we talked about, but if we give these wings from these evil words, then their sechel, their intellect, is able to fly, to disperse very quickly. It's also to be able to create. It's also able to create damage from very far places. Just like one who's flying, that he flies in one moment to a very distant place, and that the wisdom is able to disperse and confuse and to enter and to attach this wisdom to the minds and the hearts of people at a very great depth to do great damage. But this ant that is placed in the mouth of the Nachash, this ant, this parable Rabban was talking about. Is something awesome. It's very deep. Rabbeinu has something in Chaim Oran about the concept of the Nemala. has to do with Zrizut. has to do with being very quick to accomplish something holy. But nonetheless, look over there in Chaim Oran. forgot which number. But um, it's with regard to the Torot, um, the Sichot HaShayachim La Torot, over there in that section. He brings this concept of the Nemala, I believe. But nonetheless, this Nemala is compared to the Chacham of the generation. Shub Chacham Hayashav HaTadik Val Midot Tovot. This Nimala, this ant, is the Chacham who's upright. He's a tzaddik and he possesses good traits. And because this, because um, he's a wise and holy man who entered into these philosophies, meaning the mouth of the snake, then whenever these wisdoms, the, um, these wisdoms of the holy man enter the philosophical, philosophical investigations, Sorry, no. Meaning when these evil wise men enter their philosophies and their investigations to, to truly analyze their wisdom and they go deep into their philosophies, then this tzaddik has very great pain. He has a great war with these philosophers. Meaning with the snake. For the tzaddik is basically trampled by all these, he's overcome by all these confusions and false beliefs. And the tzaddik falls in the category miftah boged, the support of the unfaithful. Shemit gaber ala bitachon boged, that basically an unfaithful trust enters him and tries to attack him. She'eno bitachon shanem ve'emet trust which lacks sufficient wholeness to the truth. It's a trust that is not complete, certainly, because it's far from the Amet. This represents um, false faiths. And this is what it says in Mishlech. Like a broken tooth. And a leg that's lame. The support is the support of the unfaithful. Meaning the support, this bitachon of the boged, this traitor. Is like a lame leg, broken tooth. Meaning, this unfaithful trust, this trust that's far from the emet, is the concept of a broken tooth to the chacham. Why for the chacham is an ant in the mouth of the 
Nachash. What's the mouth? The place where the teeth are. Because for the fact that the Chacham, the Chacham involves himself with serving God, because he's so involved in this, all these confusions and these false faiths try to overcome this Tzadik even more. And the Tzadik needs to constantly engage in war against them. Whether the Nachash is walking or flying, the Tzadik has great pain and he has a great war ahead of him. It's just that during the flying, the tzaddik's pain is much greater. And it's certain that the tzaddik has no rest. This ant has no rest, whether the ant is, whether the snake is flying or whether it's walking. It's just that there's a middle stage between walking and flying. What's this middle stage between walking and flying? This is the time when the snake stops to fly and descends himself from the flying from above, limata down below, meaning the second he lands. Meaning at the time when one when something is flying, like a bird, for example, when it wants to 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 devolute itself, to come down basically, or to descend. Uh, down below, then the Nimala, this ant has rest because certainly that it has to slow down. For it's not walking nor flying. Meaning, what? What does this represent that the snake is in the middle stage between flying and uh, walking? That there's times when these evil wise men are resting and they're not. Analyzing with the philosophy, for example, when they're eating or when they're sleeping, then the chacham has rest at those moments. The chacham represents the ant, which is in the mouth of the snake. As it says, the chacham, he's the content of the ant. How do we know this? Go to the ant, O lazy one. See its ways and grow wise. For the ant is the content of the result we saw. But uh, that's Rabban with extra idea from somewhere else, from Chaim Oran. For this Chacham, what's he doing? He's teaching the Dachei Hashem, the path of Hashem, as we see in the verse, teaching the knowledge of Hashem and the path of Hashem to the nation. So we see the Chacham is like the Nimala. This is what it says in, in the Zohar. The Saba, the Mishpatim says, What is this snake that flies in the air and goes separately from its male? Sorry, from its mate? Goes separately from its mate? From its other half? In between, um, in between, there's rest to that ant that dwells between the teeth. This represents, as we see, the Zohar teaching us what Rabban, the Zohar reveals what Rabban who just teach, taught us. Um, the Zohar is hinting to us what Rabban who just, what just taught us, which is the content of the snake that we just mentioned above, the farach that it flies in the air, meaning that it flies through the content of the avirim airs, meaning what avirim airs are they diburim ra'im. Through bad speech. What's bad speech? You use vapor of your mouth. 
which is the heirs. That from which these bad words create wings. It goes and, and separates itself from its mate. Meaning it only has the concept of walking. Whenever these wings of holiness are rectified, that means the snake and its wings, which are received from the bad words, um, are taken away basically. The wings, the snake doesn't have any wings because there's no bad words. And then it can only walk. This is what it says, that it, it separates itself from its mate. And their wings were separated above in the concept that the wings are taken away from them. And from the word Peruda from the Zohar. Meaning this represents holy wings. Azai. This represents the holy wings that are able to separate those wings of the Nachash. And then what it says, Then it goes, meaning it can only walk. Meaning the concept of walking, the Nachash always has. Because it can always walk, meaning it always has free will. A person always has free choice. Especially these philosophers have free choice to investigate at whatever time they want to. It's just that they're not able to fly in the concept that we mentioned above when they don't have these wings that are created from this evil speech. And when they have those, when they don't have these wings, they don't. They are only able to walk. Whether it's the walking or the flying. Meaning what? Between the concept of walking and flying, meaning the middle ground. This is what we call benkach, whether this or that. Meaning it's between this and between that. It's between the walking, between the flying. Then the ant within the mouth of the snake that dwells between the teeth of the snake has rest. What's in the Zohar? It starts out attached and ends up separated. Meaning these analysts of philosophy, these evil wise men, which represent the content of the snake, their wisdom, their analysis, starts out attached. Meaning that at the beginning, their, their wisdom begins out to that which is attached. What does that mean? The bond between matter and form. The attachment between matter and form. But it ends up in separation, that their scholarship concludes at the separate intelligences. That their that their wisdoms, it ends at those intellects which are separated. Meaning, this is the way of all these. Philosophical investigation to begin with the attachment of um, matter and form. They go up and up level by level from the concept of matter and form of corporeality. And afterwards, they enter the matter and the form of that which is less um, material. And then afterwards they go up to the matter and the form of the, the effect and the cause. 
until literally they reach and they conclude with those separate intelligences. Um, and they want to attain with their um, with their human capabilities, with their human intellect, which is mistaken and confused, that is known to the philosophers themselves. Meaning, they want to attain through their philosophical philosophical investigations um, the attachment of matter and form of those which are separate intelligences, meaning that which exists above this world. Not the concept of the intelligence of this world, something which stands above the nature of this world. And this is what it says, it starts off attached, meaning the the bond between matter and form of this world in Gashmiut, and then they go all the way with their philosophies to things and try to discuss things which stand above uh, their intelligence, which is stuff that is supernatural, the Torah stuff, try to speak about God, all this stuff, etc., um, etc. Et so, Bezat Hashem, maybe be safe from such philosophy, and uh, which Rabbeinu seems to connect this concept of philosophy to the Brit here. Almost seems to be a blemishing of the covenant, as we've seen in different lessons. Lesson five, we talked about this connection between um, foreign philosophies and uh, the guarding of the Brit, the, the Matzah we talked about. Nonetheless, there seems to be a very tremendous blemish. And um, as Rabbi at the end of his life said, how much we have to scream over Emuna. And uh, that Emuna is literally the test of Emuna towards the end of the generations, is going to be why the world was created. That Rabbeinu says in Sichot that um, for someone who keeps his faith, the world was created for him. That Be'emet, we have to guard ourselves from such philosophies and uh, from such questions about Hashem, etc., about the Tzadikim. May we be protected from such things and God willing, attach ourselves to the true Tzadikim, the true Tzadik, and um, grow from level to level. Bezrat Hashem.